0: And welcome back to another episode of Evil. The end. Just kidding. It's the beginning. I'm Chris, and James and Mike are here.
1: Hey, Chris. Great to be here. Uh, great to see you guys. It's a snowy, windy Saturday here in Toronto. <laughs> dun 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 dun
2: dun dun, dun. <laughs> Everyone knows it's... Snowy? Windy.
1: Oh, windy. Oh. You really dropped the ball well, at the end of the song, I, I barely windy. know the song. What's the- <laughs> what's the song everyone knows it's windy oh the that's what he says in the real song yes. oh, okay well whatever what's thought that it was song? like cindy yeah i thought it was Never cindy or cindy. wendy or something
2: no windy by the association the famous group the association mm, from chicago from the is supposed to be beat. the
0: windy city so what the fuck is going on here <laughs> It's windy. Sorry maybe? for the crassness. I'm more of
2: a BTS guy. BTS. I'm not sure if the listeners can hear, but yeah, it is. The old, old man wind is oh, whispering at top volume right
0: now outside the window.
1: Yeah, it's a wild one out there. Old man
0: winter, you suck. Yeah. I'm sick of it. Yeah. Aren't you guys sick of this weather? You'll- right now,
2: I wish I was on a beach wearing nothing, just... Uh, falling asleep in the in the blazing sun. I wish I was <laughs> any on sunscreen.
0: The... No. <laughs> oh my gosh, be careful! Yeah, I wish I was standing on Turks and Caicos, the beach there at Turks and Caicos, butt naked, just shooting a machine gun at the sun.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: You know, uh, there, were, there, were, uh, there was like a movement to have Turks and Caicos join Canada. I don't know what happened to that. But... Oh, they... it
0: would have been sweet to build a bridge from Canada <laughs> to Turks and Caicos.
1: Yeah. Were, they cons- were the people who live there consulted about this? Or <laughs> it... My understanding was that it was like a bit of a mutual interest. Get on the it's ground. A, it's a British... You're joining Canada right now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> don't fucking move.
1: It's a British protectorate. Right. So it would be sort of a lateral move I guess for them?
2: Cuz I can see it being working to our benefit is like, oh, mm-hmm. we can vacation in a tropical place without Definitely. having to like
0: show your passport right. or anything. Which I isn't actually that. that hard to do.
2: <laughs> yeah, but, but what yeah. would they yeah. get out
0: of Ouch! it? Ouch. Lifting <laughs> up my passport every time I go up to the flight desk. <laughs> you know what though? There's got to be some sort of polite progressive modern way of still annexing islands. For our benefit, <laughs> isn't there a new way? Like maybe some sort of business, like a like a Canadian corporation buys the island or something, and everyone I, benefits. I don't know. Yeah, we need to do something. We Canada needs to get a hot island. There's
1: just no way around this. Yeah, you
0: know don't be crazy mm? if Canada invaded the United States. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: And one, and then we could just drive from Toronto to Florida, no big deal. I think our military spending is about
1: the same.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, I I think it would be nice, though, to to have some sort of war. But you're right, the, the military budget is like this. It's like America's military budget is like a classic baseball game hot dog frank like classic mm. you know one foot foot long frank and uh canada's military budget is like one of those joke like gummy hot dogs <laughs> <laughs> that you're like it doesn't even yeah. taste it sucks yeah
2: all the military analysts have been saying that
0: <laughs> <laughs> well military analysts uh, i'm sure you guys could agree need to have a little bit more fun these days.
1: <laughs> they need to punch it up a bit. I think. Does America spend more on their military than the rest of the world combined? I think maybe. I think and then, it might be. I think they still spend
0: more than even China does. Yeah. I don't know. Does this, is this a point I'm making sound to? No, whatever. we're
2: pivoting to. We're now a right wing podcast. <laughs> so we're right wing. I pod- stayed out of it. I haven't yeah. even agreed with you guys. So. We'd like to send a shout out to all of our listeners in the armed forces, especially if they work for uh, Uncle Sam.
0: If anyone listening (laughs) is getting alarmed right now, my real point of view is I wish there was no military ever, and we were all butt naked, and I wasn't shooting a machine gun at the sun, but I was butt naked uh, eating hamburgers with my friends in the sun, okay? And flowers were everywhere. And you know everybody kissed with each other's consent, and it was kind. I want so a kind world. So this is you world. and your friends. Hmm? This is you and your friends naked, eating and kissing. I think I think like a giant world that was just a beautiful hippie commune would be beautiful, don't you think? Friends and lovers alike, all mm,
2: yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Mike would Mike wouldn't want to
1: go to a hippie commune.
2: No, I love it. I would
3: uh,
1: I would organize events
2: and. Uh, <laughs> Movie nights and uh, <laughs> things like that. Yeah. Oh, after that show we did as well, Chris, uh, and I, I mentioned this before we recorded, I, I was hungry because I didn't eat properly, and I walked down Ossington Avenue, the famous uh, very happening strip in Toronto, and I found a pizza place. And Yeah. That uh, had
0: a... Yeah. And was that? Well, because it does connect it to the Uber story, too, because your Uber had a surge... In a surge
2: it? charge, yeah, and then I got a surge charge on my pizza slice because I ordered oh. a piece of pizza, and the guy was like, "We only have cheese slices," and I was like, "Fine," mm-hmm. I was in no position to uh, to bargain, mm-hmm. and then he was already putting it in a in, on the cardboard plate or whatever, and he was like, "Hey, that's seven dollars for a, a damn cheese slice."
0: That's kind of like the point I was trying to make, uh, you know, earlier about tweeting a protest about the american military we are in no position <laughs> to to uh, debate you know we have no leverage yeah you're getting a cheese slice and that's it you're getting sucker. a cheese
2: slice for the most money we can legally charge you yeah, yeah. seven bucks that's yeah. wild
0: i'm sorry to take the no. the shine away from your story off the top there but i saw the connector yeah. the surge prices mm. they're James, taking no. advantage of us because we're prisoners in our own
2: town James, how would you have reacted to the man saying $7 for a slice of uh, <gasps> cheese pizza? I, I know you don't eat pizza,
1: but just no, no. Imagine that you did. <clears throat> you know, I I try not to get bothered if it's like if I feel like it's 3 or 4 dollars more than it should be because I go, "Well, whatever." But, you know what? There's a corner store around the around the, up the street from me I go to and they have wildly expensive prices for beans. I know this sounds crazy. Canned <laughs> goods. And it'll be like five dollars for beans. Like, I'm, I'm like, I'm never gonna buy beans here. And I've I've even told them. I took beans to the counter, and I and they said, Yeah, five dollars. I'm like, That's crazy. I'm not. I'm not buying that here. Is that true? Yeah. I'm never gonna were buy they, these. Uh, but they have other beans? stuff reasonably were they priced or whatever. No, they were like, you know, yeah, some kind of. They might have been on the, you know, organic
0: uh, black beans in a can. Yeah, maybe. So mm. did you
2: also go like, I'm never gonna buy these, buddy? And it's not just me. I'm part of a whole new generation of guys <laughs> who are never going to buy expensive beans. Yeah,
1: it's a 24-hour place, and they have other stuff that's fine, but they gouge you when they can. James, I have to know, when you
2: made this beans stand in that store and told the guy, I, I'm never, look in my eyes,
1: I'm never buying these beans, how did they react? Um, did you just go like, what? <laughs> yeah, he didn't really care. I mean, I wasn't mean, I just said, oh. That's nuts. And then I put you it... You didn't, like, throw I the said, beans I'm not gonna buy through that. the window? like No, no. My yeah. famous heartnet temper didn't come out. I uh, I just was like, oh, I'm not
0: buying that. If I was you, I would have gotten a sleeping bag and uh, lived outside of the store for <laughs> quite a while. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> Remember me.
2: Bring your children. Uh, Don't go uh, in there. And to everybody that's walking by. Set up a hot buying. tub beans. don't go in there it's tyranny they're taking away our rights to cheap beans
0: (laughs) yeah james playing it safe is fucking making me nervous too much how am i
1: playing it safe
0: uh, this this isn't like a danger
1: zone i don't think of buying beans i mean i didn't want i don't want to say on the pretend on the podcast i yelled at an innocent man at a store because it's Mm -hmm. it's not his fault that the beans are expensive that's all i I just didn't want to play along mm-hmm. like I yelled at a nice poor man. Mm-hmm. Hey old man,
2: you think I'm playing along? Well you're wrong. <laughs> I ain't never gonna buy these beans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. You gotta know where to buy them. Where do you
2: buy I buy them occasionally just at the the grocery store? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I have some exciting news. Are you ready? <laughs> yes. Uh I've started watching the show Reacher on Amazon Prime. Oh. And uh it's Reacher is about uh like this giant man mm-hmm. who was in the military and he, nice. he he's like a drifter. Mm-hmm. And he want I guess he wanders from town like to Timothy town. Like Timothy McVeigh kind of thing. Well, like- no, well maybe, but okay. in the show he's really good-hearted. And he's like, like Timothy McVeigh. <laughs> And he has the mind of, like, a brilliant detective, like Sherlock Holmes, almost. Nice. Brains and brawn. Exactly. Okay. Very simple. What he, about his wang? You don't see it, but the rest of his body is exceptional. Great. Mm. There's no way around it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, oh, yeah, he doesn't even have a bag. Like, he doesn't own anything. He literally shows up to town in his T-shirt and jeans, mm-hmm. and when he's sick of it, he... Th- Throws them away and buys a new T-shirt and jeans at Walmart. This is oh, wow. what Jack Reacher does. He's like he stand-up. gets sick of it. He's just he <laughs> wears his T-shirt and jeans for four days and then he goes.
0: These T-shirts and <laughs> jeans suck.
1: Yeah, and he goes to Walmart and buys new ones. Or yeah. he it's part of the show. Or he yeah. Or he'll go yeah. to like um uh, like a secondhand clothes shop and just get some clothes and he throws the other ones away. He has no possessions.
0: Um, wow. I genuinely want to live like that. You should watch the show. Yeah, get some tips, eh? Just reach yeah. for what you want, whenever you <laughs> want it. Yeah. So,
2: th- Is that all there is to the show? He's well, there's fine.
1: more to it than
0: that. A guy who shops at Walmart <laughs> who's huge. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen it. I haven't seen the show, but I've seen that guy. <laughs> in the uh, George underwear section.
1: <laughs> yeah, he... Um, so... So he arrives in this town in Georgia, southern Georgia, like rural Georgia. Nice. Mm-hmm. And he he just showed up on a bus because he heard a blues player was from this town. So he decided yeah. I want to go visit that
0: town. Nice. Is he? Oh, but he's ex-military, you said he's he a drifter. was in the military. Mm-hmm. I won't
1: give any spoilers. Kind of Ramboy, but sure, yes, I think he was in the military and then decided to be almost be a Zen. So he's more person. yeah
0: Zen. Rambo wasn't Zen.
1: Yeah, Rambo didn't seem very zen. <laughs> Rambo seemed like a guy who went crazy.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, he didn't meditate in any of the Rambo movies. <laughs> Does Jack Reacher ever
0: have explosive moments?
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah, like if someone's mean to an animal or, you know, someone he likes or even him, he'll mm-hmm. it is actually really satisfying. He'll like really beat them up oh. and like He's amazing at it.
0: It's really good. <laughs> like most Zen Buddhist monks. Yeah. Once they beat the shit out of you, you're like, oh, finally. That yeah. Was satisfying.
2: But he's on a bus with a blues man? No. He took so a he bus... So he goes to
0: Georgia to learn how to play harmonica.
1: Well, he might have an interest in that, but he, he, he heard some blues blues guy...
0: Yeah. And he's from
1: this town in Georgia, so he shows up at this town to learn more about him. And then he gets caught up in a big thing and he helps solve a crime in this town.
0: So it's okay. like the world is a is Wikipedia mm-hmm. and instead of like just looking it up online, he goes to the source physically. Exactly.
1: Because he's a he's a drifter. Right. What is funny though is is that if you watch it if you're us, certainly, yeah. you do start to recognize some of the actors, like, oh, I've auditioned for a commercial with that guy, mm-hmm. and it was filmed in Hamilton, Ontario, Right, <laughs> nice. and it is pretty funny because... Hamilton's
0: supposed to be Georgia?
1: Yes, and mm-hmm. most Canadian actors in it are doing <laughs> like a bit of a, you know, your name's Jack Reacher, like they're doing that, yeah. but one guy who I have met and is really funny and really, a really good actor, but he's not doing the accent at all. Mm-hmm. And he plays a guy who, um, has a house and he has a dog in his yard and he's mistreating the dog and Reacher walks by and yeah. he sees this mistreated dog and he hops over the fence to like care for the dog. And then the guy comes out of his house and he's like, Hey, get out of my yard. What are you doing in my yard, man? <laughs> and it's so funny. Cause it's just absolutely an Ontario accent. <laughs> Wow! Yeah. Welcome to the South, eh? Get the yeah. fuck out of my yard.
2: Georgia, Georgia.
1: <laughs> Welcome to Georgia. Yeah. It's fucking awesome here. Yeah. We're all about Dixieland culture and Ray Charles. Welcome. Yeah. And Leafs. And the Leafs, yeah. <laughs> here in Georgia, we care about high school football, fresh peaches, and the Toronto Maple Leafs. Wow, so they didn't even make the guy try to do something. I mean, he accent. is really a yeah. funny guy, and he is good in it. Mm-hmm. It's just you can really hear his accent. Mm-hmm. But maybe they liked him so much they didn't care. But if you're Canadian, you really notice.
2: Wow, this Yeah, Jack
1: Reacher. I'll check it out. Oh, yeah, but uh, word to the wise, if you happen to be watching it with your loved one, uh, let's just say it might be a bit of eye candy for... Mm-hmm. The wives and girlfriends or, or, oh, I or, you meant... or boyfriends out there. Oh, sorry,
2: I thought you meant like uh, father or something. Like don't watch it with
1: your dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't it watch Love it Warne? with your dad unless you want to see him get very horny. <laughs>
0: uh, or yeah, your no, dad Jack... will just be disappointed with how you turned out.
2: <laughs> Son, Jack Reacher is come... so
0: awesome. <laughs> yeah,
2: Son, why do you own so much stuff? <laughs> Jack Reacher is not tied down by anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, You have so many
0: books and you're never going to read them all. My son has a closet Jack full of Reacher clothes. has a Kindle, and that's <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah. Actually, that's a great point. I
1: don't even know how Jack Reacher heard that blues song, because I don't think he owns a single item. I
0: Yeah, I was probably sitting in a diner in another town and heard it over the speaker there, and then was like, who's this, this uh, singing this blues song? And then the waitress was like, I don't know. It's the freaking radio. And then some other guy... Someone Shazam this for me? <laughs> <laughs> and it started that way, maybe? Maybe, yeah.
2: They should make a like a big-budget, high-profile, like premium TV series about the team that developed Shazam. I still find it to be magic. And I yeah. thank God for Shazam. It I, love is, I love Shazam. Uh,
1: you're not being
0: sarcastic, right? No. It is incredible. It is incredible. <laughs> yeah, Shazam is... This is and- the
1: first thing a tech... <laughs> First tech thing I've seen, Michael. It's the
2: only good invention that's ever happened. It's like
1: the wheel or fire, basically. <laughs> and sliced bread. Yeah. And
2: you can even hum into Shazam, and if you're sort of accurate, it'll tell you what the song is. What? Or maybe it's, diff- it's like a Shazam-like app called... Wow. There's a
1: Shazam-like app where you can hum into it. It is hard to understand. I actually find it hard to understand how things like microphones or cameras work at all. Do you know what I mean? Where... I don't understand how 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 it works either. Is it's what I'm easy. To say. A
2: microphone, you plug it in, the voice waves come out of your head, Yeah. into the receptor, and then it goes into the wire.
0: Everything is digital now.
1: Yes, <laughs> you're yes. like a weird guy at the Radio Shack. I'm like trying to ask or a weird professor. Yeah. Like, yeah. so how do microphones work?
0: Everything is digital. <laughs> yeah. Well, it is like. Okay, so. Remember, I tried to hook up my Zoom H4n and uh, at, to uh, ZenCaster or whatever, and then my voice was tinny, like and high <laughs> pitched, like a robot. Yep. Yeah. So I found out the two differences when I did Block Party. Shout out to Block Party BP and uh, Dan, their tech guy, knew what the difference was because sometimes when you connect it as a recorder for an outside source if it's really loud and full sound, you need it to be pitched a bit higher because it's getting such an influx of, yeah, like, digital bites. So if you're playing, like, an gu- electric guitar into it, but a voice translates into such small amounts of bites to be translated... Ah, so there is this weird thing about an influx of bites but that's still coming from the air or sky or whatever into the recorder so i think that shazam into the recorder i think shazam takes the pattern of the bites from the sound and computes it into the pattern of like an mp3 or something that's already logged into the whole of the internet it and goes. Amazing. It's this one. I thought it was just. A Isn't that guy. crazy?
2: I thought it was a guy. I swear to God, who was just in yeah. a room with a bunch of computers, like an old music nerd with like a gray ponytail, <laughs> yeah, little glasses on his nose, who just knows every song. And he gets an email when you press Shazam. He's like, I know yeah. who that is. <laughs> his name is Dusty. <laughs> yeah, um, that's uh, Steely Dan. Uh, yeah.
0: Hey nineteen. Wait, don't ask me just yet. L- l- this is the best part. Listen, listen. <laughs> <laughs> like he actually wants to hear
2: damn nice ch- nice track what well he sent me a personal message
0: yeah he's like wait this is the part in uh do it again when the, the guitar solo turns into the uh organ solo <laughs> <laughs> which is the best part by the way
2: hello this is dusty i can't help you right now doing shazam but please leave your song
3: at the <laughs>
0: tone and i will shazam you good music lover hello this is dusty thank you for trying to use shazam i do need to take a break every now and then to re-up on a little bit of scotch and i had to go to the store to get some more cheese and bread but i will be right back
2: (laughs) this is dusty shazam
0: Damn, we got another letter for Sh- Dusty Shazam sent to our house by mistake. <laughs> Shazam has over 100 million users, and da- poor, poor Dusty.
3: <laughs>
0: Hello, this is Dusty Shazam. I'm not in right now, but I am walking around Georgia, if uh, you're Jack Reacher looking for me. <laughs> I'm just at the grocery store getting some uh, Slim Jims. I'm hungry. Protein Dusty is the best. would
1: be like... Um, I feel like he would it would be almost like in seven where he'd have to be tied up or, or like in Cockroach right. Orange, his eyeball his ears opened, you know, right. permanently with some contraption, like he's forced to listen all day every
0: day and I'm editing out so many jokes from my head right now. What were you gonna say? I can't say it. I really just can't.
2: Ugh. Oh fuck. Dusty Shazam, you're not leaving this room until you've heard every song ever recorded. (laughs) Beep, beep. (laughs) (laughs) I have a question about, because it's the, I guess, the last weekend of the Winter Olympics in Beijing. Oh, Canada. Yeah. And uh, I was watching like a bobsled event and then some other very specific, like, rare event. And how do the commentators know the ins and outs and the details of something like bobsled or biathlon when it's like a sport that Mm. barely anyone knows the rules of or how it works like do they great question
1: yeah like they must they must like train i guess for the job and have to learn like yeah
2: forget immediately the rules of bobsled (laughs)
1: yeah i mean it is a great point chris that uh, You made a funny joke about that two-man <clears throat> luge picture
0: flying around the internet. Of, or is, yeah. it, is it
1: luge that there, there's mm-hmm. those two guys just lying right on top of each other? Yeah,
0: you don't even need another guy at all. <laughs> like literally, it is true. It's just like, what are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> I'm about to ride a luge down the. I'm coming too, <laughs> and just plops down on you.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, we kind of chatted about this on because news yesterday. But the thing is, is yeah, uh, Gavin asked us, uh, what's uh, the names mm. of the, the two positions in Luge? And I was like, Oh, I got this uh, first guy and first guy's best friend <laughs> 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 because it's true. It's like, What the hell? Like, these guys have to be best friends if you train nonstop. With your buddy lying on you on a friggin' sled, you could have
1: tension. No. Like you could. Do you be imagine like, the tension? I'm oh annoyed. My God. Like you know, friends do get annoyed at each other. It happens. Mm-hmm. But boy, yeah. it would suck if you're like, I'm really annoyed at Craig right now. He's just being anno- a yeah. dick. And then mm-hmm. it's like, all right. And then you have to lie down as he slides his body <laughs> right on Let's like, put our personal differences behind <laughs> us. Just lie on top of me professionally, <laughs> so we can do
2: yeah. this event.
0: <laughs> It'd be so funny if the luge. Had the uh, guy on the bottom had to wrap his arms around the guy on top. I think they both have handles to hang on to. But if the bottom guy was hugging the other guy, like it's like an inverted uh, do- two people on a motorcycle. <laughs> and you also, These you two must... really do care about yeah. each other. You... Actually, they're in a fight. <laughs> the guy
2: on top also must must, no matter what feel the guy on the beneath his dick He must absolutely feel it but if you
0: look closely i think they position it so the dick is not in the butt (laughs) crack it's in the small of the back oh
2: that's way better it's more aerodynamic and
0: And if you're like me in that situation where it's really nerve-wracking and the whole world is watching you uh my my dick would be all smushed up But okay. <laughs> if that helps, right luge guys? Is there a luge expert listening to Evil Men that could let us know like what the I, state of your penis is Do you think the like? coach
2: before like a big match or a, a competition is like I can't stress this enough. If either of you do not get a boner that'll slow down <laughs> the air, the speed because of the air resistance, if you get a boner, you'll never luge well, again. <laughs> I don't want to be
1: totally crass. Yeah. But oh, go for it. James. Say your line. Say you're on the I bottom the of this luge. Uh-huh. And I'm sorry Maybe you're sleepy. Maybe it's warm or something, and your partner hops on. It might. It's going to rub your penis, Mm. and you might get yeah without any any rubbing. Here's the thing that it's not
0: to be crass, and I agree with you. Yes, like a physical thing. Not to be crass at all. You're right. We don't want to go there. We don't want to go there. We don't want to go anything rubbing against your penis. Yeah,
1: it could be a Satan
0: himself. It causes, yeah, causes a reaction.
1: Hell
2: yeah.
0: Action reaction. Also, what if you're thinking. It could be the- Satan himself rubbing <laughs> your way. Hello, child. Uh-oh. Do you think that you cannot
2: get a boner? <laughs> and, and Satan himself has come onto the luge field and he's rubbing the. God's on the bottom and Satan's on top. Illusion. <laughs> Let's put our differences behind us, God, and try and go for the gold.
0: I have to turn the other cheek.
1: Maybe I'll sabotage this luge run by giving God a boner.
0: God, why did you do the luge with Satan on top of you? I was trying to be the better man.
2: Guess who got a boner after saying he wouldn't? That's right, God himself. (laughs) Uh, Yes, that's
0: right. I made God have a boner and I sucked it.
2: No, 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 (laughs) <laughs> oh my god, we've never seen... In my 20 years of commentating Luge, I've never seen anything quite like this. I've never seen biblical porn break out on the ice.
1: <laughs> yeah, like, god, they're flying down the loose track, and it's sort of hard to make out, but suddenly you
0: can't tell that Satan's turned around and it's sucking The whole reason... <laughs> Satan tricked God into being his partner in the Olympics luge competition, was so that he could get him aroused to give him fellatio.
2: My entire reputation is ruined. That picture is on the front page of every newspaper in the world. Oh, every oh, oh! I'm
0: ruined. Every newspaper in heaven. <laughs> the Heaven Herald. <laughs> I, I picture, I know he's not Santa, but I still picture God saying ho, 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 shit. Oh, man. I love the idea. I just Satan, the idea. I'm very
2: angry with you. You tricked me. But you are good at that.
3: <laughs> I'm the trickster.
2: I, I wish Mrs. Claus knew some of your tricks. I'm married to Mrs. Claus. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: it's a whole tangled web. God <laughs> stole Mrs. Claus from Santa, but now he's having an affair with Satan because Satan gets down so dirty in bed. <laughs>
1: beep, beep. Before we get to our evil man, we should mention that we have a Patreon account. It's at patreon.com/slash/evilmen. If you sign up. There's a lot of fun posts on there. True. We there's just a lot, yeah, a lot yeah. of fun in general. Yeah, there's discussion. We we just put up a post asking for any questions. People want us to answer in a bonus episode. We've got lots of reply lots of fun, saucy questions in there. Yes. And not, not for uh, young eyes. <clears throat> and most importantly, if you sign up for the Patreon, you get at least two bonus episodes a month. Yeah. And they they rock. Anyway, so please. Check it out, patreoncom men. And if you are signed up, thank you so much. And uh, if you can't, maybe you could rate us and review us. It would be great.
2: Now, James, we've been beating around the bush for a little too long, and
1: I'm gonna have to ask you, who is today's uh, evil man? Now, where did that expression come from? Beating around the bush? You're getting a stick, and you're just hitting all around a bush?
0: Maybe every now and then you shake some berries out. <laughs>
1: <clears throat> <clears throat> but if
0: but you would hit hit the bush itself. Oh, forget it. Oh, I see what mm. you mean. Mm.
1: Anyway, my evil man this week is a little guy called
0: Dr. Phil.
1: Oh, the TV doctor.
2: Nice.
0: Mike does a good impression. Can you do it quickly? You're stupid. That's pretty good. Um, Isn't
2: that his, his catchphrase? You're you sli-
0: need to get control of your life. You're stupid, and your parents are stupid.
1: <laughs> uh, here's an overview. Dr. Phil McGraw is an American television personality, author, and host of the television show Dr. Phil. He hosts a. He oh,
2: hosts, I thought he hosted Dr. Oz.
1: <laughs> he holds a doctorate in clinical psychology and rose to fame with appearances on The Oprah Winfrey Show in the late 1990s. Dr. Phil was born in Oklahoma uh, in ni- uh, 1950. His dad was a psychologist, so it runs in the family. Right. Um, he was an athlete. Did you know that?
2: No way. Just, just to look at Dr. Phil, and I mean no disrespect to, to Dr. Phil McGraw, I wouldn't have expected he was a, you know a sportsman.
0: Yeah, he was an athlete, but he's bald. <laughs> 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 well, believe it or not...
1: He played as linebacker on his high school football team, hmm. and in 1968, he earned a football scholarship to the University of Tulsa. So he got his education because he was so good at playing linebacker. Wow. Linebacker.
0: See, he's a pretty big guy, eh? Oh, yeah.
1: That's, that's also how Freud got into <laughs> school
2: in Austria. He was so good at... American football. <laughs> <laughs> he got a scholarship to the University of Vienna. If I can
1: get a scholarship f- for being linebacker, <laughs> I can come up with wanting to fuck your mom. <laughs> <laughs> get off me. Get off me. <laughs>
0: After a pile on?
2: <laughs> my pipe. Which one of you knocked <laughs> my pipe out of my mouth? You are all wishing this
1: was your mother's honors right now.
2: Um, okay, team meeting. Um, why do you keep saying everything is about our mother? You only want to tackle me because your
1: mother never breastfed you. (laughs) Uh, So, Phil got a B.A. in psychology in 1975, a master's in experimental psychology in 76.
0: Oh, so he did acid.
1: (laughs) And a Ph.D. in clinical psychology. Open the doors of perception. (laughs) You're stupid. You're stupid,
2: stupid, Yeah, he's on a desert journey.
1: <laughs> Open the doors of your mind, mind, mind. <clears throat> um, so uh, he got his PhD at North Texas State University. I love the
0: idea of a guy wandering the desert on an acid trip. Uh, yeah, wearing football talk, equipment, talking to a giant <laughs> snake, and the snake is telling them that children need discipline. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, sir. Yeah, thank you, s- sir.
1: Um. So what? yeah, he got his PhD at North Texas, Texas State University. There's a North. I, of I'm Texas? sure it's, it sounds like one of the most prestigious. That's schools the Harvard
2: going. of North Texas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: That's
0: the school of North
1: Texas. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, after he got his doctorate, Phil moved back to Wichita Falls, Texas, where his dad had established a private psychology practice. Thanks, Dad. Yeah, pretty much. So, um, Mr. Phil, this guy got married at the age of 20.
0: That's too early.
1: (laughs) (laughs) To a woman named Debbie McCall. Are they still together? Hell no. Uh Uh, According to to Debbie, Dr. Phil was domineering and would not allow her to participate in the family business.
0: This is where the evil starts.
1: Yeah. She claimed that she was confined to her domestic duties and instructed to begin lifting weights to improve her
0: bust line. (laughs) Her bust line? Uh, Yeah. Can weights do that? I've never thought that... Pecs were the secret to great <laughs> On a boobies. woman. Predict-
2: <laughs> yeah. I want you to do yeah. 100 push-ups so you get nice big breasts. <laughs> um, I'm a doctor.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, it doesn't seem... Uh, anyway, no, it wouldn't be my nice first thought. Or no. scientifically accurate.
1: And she also claimed that infidelity ruined their marriage. So oh, I guess she claimed Dr. Phil was... He's they filling it up all over the place. You know,
0: I already really, I
1: think I dislike this man. That's not nice. Not a great start. Uh, So they got their marriage annulled. And then in 1973, McGraw met and began dating Robin Joe Jameson, who he married in 1976. The couple have two children together, Jay McGraw and Jordan McGraw.
0: Hey, guys.
1: (laughs) Clean your room. (laughs) <laughs> clean your room, Jordan. <laughs> um, so Dr. Phil was a heck of an entrepreneur. He was actually yeah. incredibly successful even before Dr. Phil.
2: I hate that all the of the subjects of this show always are so rich. and uh, Yep, probably have
0: great lives, probably don't have a care in the world.
2: Such great business acumen. Uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. It's true. They're always more confident... That's one thing all evil men throughout the ages of time have in common over us. One, they're day we, confident.
1: One day we gotta pick an evil man who's more of a loser than us. Maybe mm. that guy you did, Mike, who was a terrible spy for the Germans.
0: Yeah, yeah we're but he still than had some good William years in Cole New York. Pa. Yeah, but the, yeah, the party year in New York.
2: No, but he mm. even after he got out of prison, he had like a nice car. He had a successful business. <laughs> he
1: owned a nice yes. home. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Shit. All right. Well, uh, in 85... We're doing fine. Yeah, we're we're good. In 85, Phil partnered with a Texas businesswoman to create self-help seminars that Phil would present. Six years later, he sold his share of the company for $325,000. Pretty good start. Ladies, you gotta lift
2: weights (laughs) or you're gonna lose your man.
1: (laughs) Pump iron. In 1990, Phil co-founded a company called Courtroom Sciences, which was a trial consulting firm that helped with stuff like jury selection or witness training. And this was like a big, big company he made uh, or co-founded. They advised trial lawyers. They advised every major airline in the world and dozens of Fortune 500 companies.
0: Wow. So Mm. he's already like... A behind-the-scenes, very successful, rich man. Absolutely. But he needed to be on TV.
1: Yeah. Also, you know that TV show Bull? It's like you've probably never seen it, but you see ads for it. I Yeah. I think so. Bull is based on Dr. Phil's experience as a trial <laughs> consultant, and Dr. Phil's credited as one of the creators of the series. Bull. Now, who, who was in that show? I don't know. Some handsome blonde man.
2: I see Michael Weatherly. Is anyone anyone Freddy Rodriguez? Christopher. No one here that I see st- stands out as being super famous. But anyway, he
1: had a, a damn show. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Crazy. Dr. Phil could run for president probably. Uh,
1: you know what? He probably could. It wouldn't be that crazy. Um so now here's where Oprah enters the picture. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the theme to
2: Oprah?
0: It is the old theme song.
1: Oh, I don't remember that. I believe, Paul's
0: Recognize song. this? That's uh, the sound of someone flipping through Oprah magazine. <laughs> <laughs> mm. um, well, Oprah meant... Are you going to do a you get a car, you get a car type I was, of joke?
1: Honestly, I thought about it, and then I thought, uh. but mm. I can.
0: You think it's too hack now?
1: What about when Oprah said... Remember she said something like I love bread. There
0: was a video out about her saying she loves bread. Mm, she got paid off by Big Bread. Probably. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wonder if Oprah does uh push-ups and for her breasts.
1: That's a great question. Let's get that out there on Twitter and
0: since she's Dr. Phil's best friend.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mike, you actually made a great point earlier about how it it is crazy that Oprah has brought two sp- two people into the public consciousness, Dr. Phil and Dr. Oz. Two doc- two, yeah, two weird doctors. <laughs> yeah, weird Republican doctors. Anyway.
0: Who so, kind of ruin people's lives inadvertently, yeah. too. Yeah, yeah.
1: So Oprah met Dr. Phil through this courtroom science company, this company that advises people in trials. And uh, in 95, she hired Dr. Phil's company to prepare her for the Amarillo, Texas beef trial. In this trial... Now, what what on earth was that? Well, let me tell you. Oprah had a guest on to talk about the dangers of mad cow disease, Mm. and basically the beef industry got mad and sued her.
2: Wow. And you do not want to Mm. make enemies with the beef
1: people. You don't want to make an enemy out of me, Oprah. I own 5,000 cows in this town. (laughs) So, uh, Oprah hired Dr. Phil. She won the case... And yes. she was so impressed with Dr. Phil and how good a job he did that in 1998, she asked him to appear on her show.
2: Wow.
1: Okay. So his appearance on Oprah went great, and she started inviting him to come on the show every Tuesday to talk about life strategy.
2: Huh.
1: Next thing you know, hmm. four years passed. We go through Y2K. No big deal.
2: Yeah, nothing happened. We all thought something bad was going to happen on Y2K. We probably did. Dr. Phil probably... Was yeah, a bit nervous. I'm himself. not going
1: out on Y2K. <laughs> he probably didn't believe in Y2K. I'm not worried about Y2K. I've backed up everything, all the files for courtroom
2: sciences, my company.
0: Yeah. I got a big glass jar full of rice in my basement. <laughs> I'll be fine. All I'm going to do today is Y2 shave. I'm not worried about Y2K. <laughs>
1: It's not enough bits? You're telling me Y2K is happening because it, there's a problem with the bits? What are bits? Um, I would love to talk That's to not you. in my expertise.
2: <laughs> bits. Wouldn't it be cool to hear his thoughts on Y2K and like what he was doing at that, at that moment? That would be so fascinating. It would be phenomenal. Yeah. Uh,
1: so in 2002, yeah, Dr. Phil gets his own show. From Harpo Productions. What's You're it right? called? It's called, the, it's called Dr. Phil. Ah.
2: <laughs> so he was a hit with Oprah's
1: pe- audience, yeah. I guess? Yep. It, it, me- was, it sounds right. like it was just immediately everybody wow. was into it.
0: Oprah's fan base are people in dire need of guidance. <laughs> <laughs> that's her brand. <laughs> I think so. That's yeah. who she attracts.
1: Yeah. And that's cool. Help us. Do you you remember in the early Oprah days where she was closer to... Like, her show was closer. They were always
0: in a ratings
1: war together. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was going to say, it reminded me, like, Geraldo, Oprah, Donahue, they were all kind of in the same... It was
2: more sensationalistic. Mm,
1: Sally, Jesse, Raphael. Oh, sure. Oh, you want to go down this rabbit hole. Oh, boy, we're talking... uh... Yeah.
0: Remember, there was a... Ricky Lake was huge Ricky for Lake. like teams, the team oh, set, yes. and then Canada had uh, Camilla Scott. Yes, and,
1: and
2: Gabarro, Vicky Gabarro. Oh, that oh was totally God. different.
1: Gabarro was like <laughs> talking about the arts, but she was. Yeah.
0: yeah, I remember Camilla Scott had this show Carla, Collins where it was as like well? my friend thinks they're too funny, but nobody else thinks they're funny. And it sucks. Did I tell this on this podcast no, before? No. And uh, so the friend comes out and complains, like, "Yeah, my friend's always on, and it drives us all nuts." And she she's not that funny. And it's finally like, "Okay, let's bring the friend out." You know that kind of reveal. Yeah. And the friend came out in a big floppy rubber Ronald Reagan mask, <laughs> and, then, and was like, thought that was the funniest thing ever. But the audience was like, Ugh. "Fuck you!" But then when she took the mask off, she had the most I don't know a delicate way to say this. Quebecois face you've ever seen.
2: (laughs) French-Canadian?
0: French-Canadian. Thank you. And I'm not making fun of anyone from Quebec because I love Quebec, but you guys know what I'm talking about. kind of attractive people. There's a clown element that comes from Quebec. And and she she looked like she was from that element. Did did the French... She was French-Canadian. Okay, that explains
2: everything. Yeah, Yeah.
1: Yeah, I miss those kinds of shows. I remember watching a Camilla (laughs) Scott where the topic was like... My friend doesn't like my boyfriend. Yeah. And one friend didn't like her friend's boyfriend because he never showered. Yeah. And this was like an issue and mm-hmm. you know, they he didn't stinks. resolve it.
2: You gotta go on T V to Yeah, to get to the bottom yeah. of something like that. It was
0: a lot lamer uh a lot tamer than Ricky Lake. And <laughs> lamer, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Remember, Ricky uh, Lake would have the like Yeah, way more What's it? Scandalous. Yeah. Re- Remember Jenny Jones?
1: Yeah. She. I don't. got in she trouble.
2: Have... Oh, she. Someone did. killed. Uh, the, there was an episode where a guy was like, "I'm revealing my secret crush on you," and a guy revealed it to his male oh. friend, and then the guy, the male friend, killed the guy after the. Oh episode.
0: God! For humiliating him on yeah. TV. Terrible. According to the guy, but that's really sad. Anyways, we should take that out because that's a sad state of like. <laughs> You know, certain people's mindsets.
1: Well, um, so let's get back to the Dr. Phil show. So it's like an advice show, obviously. It was a huge hit. Um, By 2008, the only show more popular than Dr. Phil was the Oprah Winfrey show. I assume this is like of daytime shows. Um, By 2018, Dr. Phil was the top-rated syndicated show on TV. And he ranked first in ratings for talk shows for 117 consecutive weeks.
2: Now, what kind of what is the typical episode? Is it like does he help families or does he help people? Like
1: what kind of stuff? Yeah, is he... I think a lot of times it's like you know we're worried about our son, and then he's like mm. comes on, and Doctor Phil's like, "You've got to stop <laughs> playing video games." And
0: yeah, what else can you do? Aside from playing video games. I like music. That's, that's all I want to do. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, you've got to want to do more than just that. Because you're yeah. not Dr. Mario, pal.
0: Yeah. Say, say that you want to <laughs> study. Do your homework. Yeah.
1: You should
2: found uh. several successful companies <laughs> and then get a TV show.
0: <laughs> Cheat on your first wife.
1: <laughs> <laughs> because she didn't do enough push-ups. <laughs> uh this is gonna make you guys depressed
2: oh yes too I,
1: late in 2020 alone dr phil made 65 million dollars wow this puts him that put him at number 22 on the F, uh forbes celebrity 100 so yeah but is he happy great question <laughs> definitely not but so that's not think, as happy as i think us. that means he was the 22nd keep like He made the 22nd most amount of money that year of any celebrity? I think that's what that implies.
0: That's wild. Did Brad Brad Pitt underneath Dr. Phil? Maybe. Damn, that's tough for Brad. Brad Pitt can be as handsome as he wants to be, (laughs) but I got two more pools than him. (laughs) Brian Pitt can suck my
2: ass.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh... Dr. Phil also stopped renewing his license to practice psychology in 2006.
2: That's interesting. Why on earth would a guy whose whole thing is like, I'm a psychiatrist, why would he not renew his license? It's a great
1: question. I, I don't know. Was that, is is like there a fuck any cue upside? To the,
2: to the psychiatric association and being like,
1: I don't need your approval.
2: I don't know.
1: I don't
0: know. He's, yeah. Maybe he got in trouble because it became pseudo-psychology, like, on his show. Like, it yeah. kind of, like, perverted it or something. Well,
1: there's definitely some criticisms that imply that kind of thing. Okay. Ooh, but Chussy. I don't know if that's why he didn't, you know, dropped his license. So, yeah, there are... So, now we'll get to, like, controversies about Dr. <laughs> Phil. Yeah.
2: Maybe he wrote down the wrong address on the envelope, <laughs> and it never made it to the... To the correct destination when he was trying to renew his license? Yeah, it's a real pain
1: to <laughs> you get it back, and then you... Oh, God.
2: oh, shit, it came back in the mail.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Oops, I forgot. <laughs> you know what? I, Plum,
0: forgot to renew it. Oh,
1: I'm fucked. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, I'm not allowed to cast any spells this year.
1: <laughs> wow, that would be cool, if imagining him as a wizard. Doctor so Wizard?
2: he should have been Gandalf in at least one of the <laughs> Lord of the Rings movies. I'm quite yeah. serious about.
0: People that. have made jokes sometimes when I'm on stage that I look like him because I got a bald, same bald pattern and mustache.
1: I mean, that's the only thing you have in common. You got a mustache, and your your hair is similar. You're, You're not, not from from a psychologist. Oklahoma. You don't have a southern accent. You, um,
0: You've never encouraged any women to lift weights
1: <laughs>
0: that we know mm, of. No, that's true. I know I can mm, say yeah, yeah. Um, Hook me up to to a lie detector and I will pass.
1: And uh, you know, I I think it's possible. I wonder people who are attracted to to men. I th- I bet some people find Doctor Phil hot. I don't. No one's told me this. This is just a theory I have. He's strong. He's imposing physically. Got nice self esteem. He's got good self esteem. Yeah. He's got the mustache. He's got the dad thing going on. He's got some of this. He's got, got money.
0: Money. Well, doesn't he always reference his wife on his TV show? Oh, yeah.
1: And actually, I meant to double-check this, but I believe at the beginning of every show, he goes and takes she, his wife. Hey, hey, she's on the show. She yeah. walks out with him, yeah. right? And he, yeah. they hold hands, and she walks to her seat. And they make We're out holding
2: for a, hands. They make out for like an uncomfortable amount of <laughs> time at the beginning mm. and end of each yeah. episode.
0: Mm. Yeah. Mm. Mm.
2: <laughs> Keep cheering while I kiss my yeah. wife yeah. Turn the
0: camera around So that you can see That <laughs> I'm squeezing her butt cheeks <laughs> That's how much we still are Attracted to Jiller Remember there was a comedian that went on that shaved their head and grew a mustache, too. Yeah. And Dr. Phil, like, there's a good clip of it on YouTube. Dr. Yeah. Phil's genuinely very mad at the guy. Yeah. He's like, I don't find this funny. But it's like, it's think very it might have funny. might a bad guy. Like, I think he was the guy who created bum
1: fights. Videos or something, but it was very funny. He shows up exactly like Doctor Phil, and (laughs) Doctor Phil is clearly pissed. He's like, "I'm not even going to do this interview." He says something like that. I thought
2: when I invited the creator of Bumpfights onto my (laughs) show, I thought you'd come and be treat me with respect.
1: (laughs) Beep beep (laughs) beep beep. (laughs) He does seem really
0: humorless and self serious, Doctor. Yeah, Yeah, I was gonna say there's a. It's not as intense, but he does have. He's in the same category of guy as Steven Seagal, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> you know, yeah. You you could never imagine Doctor Phil laughing at himself.
0: Yeah, oh. and you can also picture him teaching you how to drink a glass of wine. Yes, drink yeah, it like, like this, <laughs> and then make out with your wife like this. <laughs> yeah. Um. So this is what I've learned. It's so funny how like. There's a certain type of man speaking of these guys, Seagal and Dr. Phil. There's a certain type of man that is always born in the world and there's maybe a small percentage but just because they learn things in life they think that they're the first human being that ever learned it and therefore needs to teach everybody. Yeah. It's so fucking bizarre. Yeah. It's like why are why don't you think the rest of us are learning stuff this whole time too?
1: Yeah. Stop
0: teaching us. Yeah, (laughs) you need to learn. how. I just, I peeled an orange the other day. I'm going to show you how to peel an orange. (laughs) I know how to do it. What the hell? He's too confident. Yeah, I hear you. Does that make sense? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: Okay, thanks, guys.
3: Um,
0: So (laughs) Phil's
1: advice and methods have drawn criticism from both fellow psychotherapists as well as Um, non-experts. His critics regard advice given by him to be at best simplistic and at worst ineffective or harmful
0: there are only two different types of people in this world psychotherapists and non experts
1: <laughs> that's true so yeah that's a that's a great point so both both types, types of people, of people <laughs> in the world are like i don't know uh, dr phil def- we can agree on that dr phil defended his style by saying quote i'm not the hush puppies pipe and let's talk about your mother kind of psychologist. But isn't that... Oh, my God. Isn't
2: that exactly what they're supposed to
1: do? (laughs) Isn't that the whole essence of of the job? Yeah, like, literally,
0: let's talk about, you know, what's bothering you. Your parents aren't the problem. You're just born bad. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he's got a new technique.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So what is... I don't know if... if you researched this, but like, what is his like philosophy then of of therapy? If it's not like that that kind of therapy, of like, I
1: honestly don't know. Really, is he like a tough love kind of guy? Like, I only know from when I've happened to see the show, but it seems to me that the recurring theme in a Doctor Phil is, you know somebody's lazy somebody cheated somebody is difficult and dr phil tells that person to pull yourself up by your bootstraps and behave better that that i could be wrong but when i've happened to flip it on that seems to be the tone it constantly is him just saying like stop being a lazy kid so it's it's a very american take on like uh therapy of like like just smarten up (laughs) It does feel like <laughs> Republican therapy.
2: Is he a Republican? Guy?
1: I don't know that, but... So I did Google.
2: I Googled Dr. Phil politics, Dr. Phil Trump, and there's like a bunch of statements he's made about Trump, and like there was an article, it was, was like, it why Dr. Phil won't tell Trump to concede the election, but nowhere... Why would he have to? <laughs> I mean, I guess, I don't know, because who knows? Yeah. It seems crazy, but... Nothing I read said that he's like, he is a Republican or he is a Trump supporter, but you you kind of get the I mean, impression that he would be?
1: Yeah, he's like a rich Texas entrepreneur. He might not be, but yeah. it, maybe unfairly. I love Bernie Sanders. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with Bernie, and if not, then I like that AOC. <laughs> um, So here's a, a tale. Here's a, a an example of when... Um, as old as <laughs> Here's an example of a bad, a bad story from, from Dr. Phil that might make you think, hey, is Dr. Phil a bit evil? Or at the very least, is his show evil? Lay it on us, Jay. Okay, I'm going to. <laughs> Jay. Um, so a number of guests have publicly alleged that they were given access to drugs and alcohol before going on camera. What? Which the show has strongly denied. Okay. Uh, but one of these allegations was made by a former Survivor winner named Todd Herzog. Okay. Now, a spoiler alert if you're going back through uh, Survivor seasons, but uh, Todd won the 2007 Survivor China season, okay. which I've watched, which was good. And he won a million dollars in prize money at the age of 22. Okay. But after that, his life spiraled downward into alcoholism, and he went on Dr. Phil to talk about his struggles. But when he was brought on stage, right, he seemed to be really wasted. He could barely stand up. Like, he literally had to be carried to his chair. Jesus. So this is all on the show. This guy, like, he won Survivor. Now he's a mess. And they bring him on the show, and he's like, I can barely stand, right? (laughs) And
2: And he claims that Dr. Phil's staff gave him booze beforehand.
1: So, So Dr. Phil said about this guy, I've never talked to a guest who is closer to death. So, but, however, Todd, this guy from Survivor, he said he showed up to Dr. Phil sober. He says he was left unattended in the show's dressing room where he found an entire bottle of Smirnoff vodka, which, being an alcoholic, he drank. And then he said he was handed a Xanax pill with the suggestion that it would calm his nerves. So he said this combination is what made him so fucked up Jesus when he went Christ. on to Dr. Phil and had to get literally lifted into a chair and be like, "Uh, what's going on?" and they're like, "Wow, you've really gone downhill, you know?" Right. So there's this implication that the show wants the like Obviously, will be happy yeah. if the if the guest is really fucked up because it's good on the show. Um which is pretty crazy. That's uh, yeah. That's
2: an ethical uh, uh, yeah failing. If Doctor Phil <laughs> did ethical that. fail, ethical fail. Yeah, that's um, not something that a uh, maybe a therapist should
1: <laughs> should do. Yeah, it's not a good sign if your therapist in the waiting room leaves a bunch of bottles of full uh, ice ice. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Ices
2: at least leave some Stoli. <laughs> well, uh, uh
1: There's another instance of this. Um, a woman, a woman named Marianne Smith who was the aunt of a heroin addict who was going to appear on Dr. Phil, um, claimed that a show producer told her, kind of told her, like, hey, just so you know, heroin can be purchased on LA's Skid Row. Oh, thanks. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And this woman said there was, like, no medical supervision or anything. Like, there's just this... There just seems to be these little implications that the show is, like...
0: sabotage. Yeah, like, hey, you know...
1: um, Right. This, yeah. Which...
0: You know. It's kind of like those news reporters that you know, like Nightcrawler like, yes. arranges the scene of the crime to fit the story better. Yeah. Or make the story asked... more salacious.
1: Yeah. Never go on Dr. Phil because they're gonna make you mess up. You will
0: be manipulated. Yeah.
2: My two next guests uh used to be athletes and
0: partners. Please welcome God and Satan. <laughs> My next two guests, uh, no, my next guest uh, used to be an alcoholic, but he's been sober for two years, but we just gave him a bottle of vodka. (laughs) We're going to see what happens. Watch this. (laughs) Why did you drink the bottle of vodka that I gave you? (laughs) You're stupid.
2: We found footage of you buying heroin and following a map that I gave you leading (laughs) to the heroin
0: uh, store. Your next guest is totally fine until they came and showed up to our show and (laughs) saw all the the different... uh, Goth costume options we had to put on them, <laughs> like they just turn a kid into a goth yeah. as they show up. Like, why are you so dark and demented? I, you, you made me dress like this. You said I could get this five. was the wardrobe they gave me. Yeah, you said <laughs> I could
1: get fifty bucks. Um, so there's also actually this came out recently, but there was um, a BuzzFeed article. Oh, you All, don't want to be the subject of a oh, BuzzFeed article? No, you don't want to be on one of those lists? <laughs> But uh, oh, maybe we do. Top ta- ta- ten hottest podcasters. Yeah. yeah. Hey, BuzzFeed. Uh, but this was BuzzFeed News, which I didn't even know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> BuzzFeed has the old ticker. <laughs> oh, boy. So, um, BuzzFeed News uh, wrote this story, or published published the story that made mm. some really damning accusations about the show's toxic environment. Uh oh. Shit! A dozen current and former employees say they experienced verbal abuse in a workplace that fosters fear, intimidation, and racism. Uh, Now, the abuse uh, to employees of the show mostly seems to come from the show's producers, Mm -hmm. not Dr. Phil himself. However, the employees in the story do believe that Dr. Phil is complicit, like he must know about it. He's aware of the environment. He's created this environment. Yes. Right. Um, so he's Dr. Phil.
2: Yeah. Personally, people aren't saying that like he runs around the halls like punching the walls and shouting
1: racist words. No, and stuff. right? Okay. No, right. But if people are being mean, he's just reading the paper, going, <laughs> "Not my problem. <laughs> um,
0: Another day in paradise. <laughs> I made sixty-five million dollars this year. <laughs> uh, Eat that, Brad Pitt. <laughs> yeah, that voice. I don't know what that voice was. It was good." I'm Dr. Phil now. (laughs) Um,
1: And also in the story alleged, like I mentioned before, that guests are often brought onto the show when they're already in a vulnerable state and are manipulated and
0: treated unethically. Right. Before you come on the show... Why don't you just watch the part of the Royal Tannenbaums where Richie tries to kill himself? <laughs> yeah. um, okay. Here's an
1: here's a Elliot Smith uh, CD if you want to listen to this before you come on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, have y'all ever heard uh, Street Spirit by Radiohead?
0: Y'all need to listen to this before you come on. Have you seen my puppy? Anyways, and then five minutes later he comes back to their dressing room. My puppy's dead. <laughs>
2: Yeah, it's like See you a- <laughs> in 10 minutes. <laughs> I just got a message from your grandma in the afterlife. She's very sad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, It'd be like if we ran out of evil men subjects, so we start yeah. convincing our friends to do yeah. horrible things so we could talk about them <laughs> yeah. on the podcast. Yeah, um, So it's a toxic environment. They're, they're uh, sabotaging guests dangerously. Yep. Um, here's a quote from an employee. Oh, boy. Love, <clears throat> Dr. Phil. Quote, I would have nightmares. I would literally be working in my sleep and have nightmares about something being wrong or not turning something in the right way. Even when I quit, I had to go to therapy for it, which is crazy because you're working for a therapist. Um, uh, another employee said that any minor slip up, including listing recipients of an email in the wrong order, leads to getting yelled at for hours and hours on a regular basis. Which they think is ironic given that Dr. Phil is very preachy on air about treating people right. Right. Uh, seven of the employees said they were encouraged to perpetuate racist stereotypes on screen, while others alleged they experienced racism behind the scenes. Mm. Um, one employee said they were instructed to make sure a guest on the show didn't take her prescribed medication. Right. Quote, we were specifically instructed make sure that she doesn't take her medication before she goes on stage because they wanted her to look unstable and quote unquote, "crazy." Well, I do remember
2: shit, man? you mentioned that <laughs> they were encouraged to propagate racist stereotypes. I do remember there was an episode where he was like, "My next guest is a Polish man who's showing us his brand new prototype for a submarine door. <laughs>
0: And yeah. it was a screen door, and it was
2: just, just you know, it's an old joke that, do we really need to see yeah. that on TV anymore, you know?
0: Yeah. We've Your got- next <laughs> guest needs a bunch of friends to help him screw in a light bulb. Uh, that's what I was going to say. Oh, shit. Our next guest is a Polish gentleman, and we're going to see if he can
1: screw in this light bulb. My next guest has been in space, in the ghetto,
0: and in Ireland. Please welcome Leprechaun. Leprechaun. <laughs> your next guest uh, (laughs) has just walked into a bar and uh, the bartender says, (laughs) (laughs) Uh. (laughs) Yeah, he's a jerk. Yeah. I actually am starting to get a sad picture of this manipulation factory that is the Mm. Dr. Phil production office. I
1: mean, it certainly doesn't seem
0: horrifically evil, but it's also not great. Uh... I mean, yeah but being bad, like, like a child it. or you know underage and being exploited on tv like that yeah and, because and having that out there for the rest of your life and when you
1: get yeah. the opportunity to be on tv i think for people that's really exciting and you could probably be easily manipulated into mm-hmm. into yeah. things because you're going to be on tv oh well,
2: being on dr phil is my big ticket to uh, hollywood <laughs> stardom <laughs>
0: <laughs> dr manipulative dink that's what he should change his name to. Mm.
2: You're watching the Manipulative Dink Show.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <Be> doo doo. <laughs> um. So while when working with guests on the show who would be interviewed on camera by Dr. Phil, former employees say they were encouraged to manipulate and convince them of whatever they needed to hear in order to secure the booking. They also said that they were told to find guests who appeared upper middle class and, quote, not like trailer trash. Um, oh. They were asked So to You know
0: what I'm getting a, a feeling of here when uh, police uh, get in trouble for coercive, uh, you know... Like, planting uh,
1: evidence or something? No, or, no. Um, or trying to get a confession?
0: Yeah, confession. Like, shaping the confession to shape the st- narrative they want to tell. Yeah. By coercing that. That's what they sounds like Dr. Phil does with his guests.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, producers... Or, people, employees were asked to obtain photos of guests smiling ahead of time so they could see what their teeth looked like. And they were told to ask guests personal questions about their mental health and sexual history without proper training or guidance. And, excuse me, and they were discouraged from booking people of color. It actually sounds terribly rotten. It does sound bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, one person said, quote, We walk this really weird tightrope of booking people whose stories are just juicy enough for TV without being straight up illegal, but we also kind of blur the lines on what we choose to share in the story to make it palatable for network television. It feels very ethically inappropriate. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. One employee said, this show destroyed me mentally, emotionally, physically. They make you feel like... Not only are you not worth anything, every single day you're told how shitty you are, how horrible your work is, yet you're indispensable so they don't fire you.
0: Which is the opposite of the premise of the show. Yeah. Yeah. He's a I'm here phony. to help you. <laughs> yeah. Everyone was forced to lift
1: weights in the office. Uh, and uh... Apparently, um, the Dr. Phil toxic work environment is common knowledge in the entertainment industry. Uh, one person said, Oh, every interview I've had in entertainment where I mentioned I worked on the Dr. Phil show, uh, they say, "Oh, that's like getting a purple heart in Hollywood." Everyone knows the reputation that show has. Um, McGraw and uh, the people at Dr. Phil category categorically denied every allegation made in that BuzzFeed story, but you know, I'm presenting it anyway.
0: I I feel like our I feel like where we're at right now with Dr. Phil is where we could be at by the end of discussing many TV productions. It's
1: true. I've heard... Um,
0: Especially in regards Steve, to reality TV. Steve
1: Harvey got in trouble because he wrote a memo to his employees to not speak with him or like look him in the eye or something. So probably a lot of these guys who have been hosting a show on TV for 20 years mm-hmm. uh, maybe are jackasses.
0: They get mentally deranged. But
1: it's weird when you're on a set. like. You know, we've done stuff, mm-hmm. and yeah, it you you it is this strange hierarchy there. Like, you do get a sense, like even on something silly like a commercial, the director is just, is like this all powerful person there. And I've never seen anyone be truly horrible to someone, but y- you could see how in that environment, it's just like, well, what he says goes. You know, he's the star, or he's the director, or he's whatever. They don't have to be nice. It's it's strange how this working environment has developed in TV and movies and stuff where it's like oh important people do not have to be nice in any way it doesn't mm. matter why is yeah. that that seem how did that come to be
0: um it's because they're like horses oh uh and uh you know the owner of the race horse like does anything it can to support the uh, horse so that it will win the race i'm like Take a it. horse yeah. i'm hung like a horse don't look in the horse's eyes.
1: <laughs> no, yeah. I don't know.
0: Yeah, because I always feel like there's a greater... Because Dr. Phil made a list of celebrities who's rich. Like, you know, mm. number 20 or whatever the hell 22. it was. 22. But they never make lists of the, the, you know, the execs that own the... Well, they do, but you know what I mean? Like in a different type of Forbes list. see what list. you mean. But... They own Doctor Phil, and Doctor Phil right. is their There's racehorse. There's a level
1: beyond. It's kind of like yeah. So it's like yeah. I'm
0: telling you, don't feed my racehorse like sugar cubes. Right. Feed it this. It's I the see. same
1: sort of yeah. shit. It's kind of like when people get mad at athlete salaries, but it's like yeah. you know that that team is owned by like a billionaire, and if yeah. the players don't get it, it's just some billionaire getting another pile of money thrown yeah. in his vault.
0: Yeah, his boss owns like a patch of Mars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, it's okay that they're having champagne tonight.
1: Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Fuck. Speaking of that, after we finish recording, maybe we should have some champagne. Champagne. The LCBO's just down the street.
2: What would pair well with a a podcast about Dr. Phil? We'll have to ask (laughs) the person working there. Uh,
1: (laughs) Champagne. I bet you guys never thought you'd do a podcast about Dr. Phil. I I never would have believed this if you had told me this 15 (laughs) years ago. It's pretty cool um well that's it really I mean here we are it's not a shocking story it's it's more just a bit of interesting information okay about a a man who uh, gotta have high testosterone like we've mm-hmm. we've talked about you know if you're balding yeah and oh. he he's you know but that's you have high testosterone too
0: I guess you do it radiates I'm, off you I'm very manly absolutely <laughs> I'll kill you. <laughs> yeah, I gotta pr- I gotta protect my estate. <laughs> uh, shall I pull out the evilometer?
1: Yeah, yeah. All right, let me just. Oh, uh... oh! Oh, it oh, smells weird this wow. week. Wow, yeah, it just does not smell good yeah. this week. Oh Ooh. my god, it smells <laughs> like. Uh... Mm. What's that? Uh, what's that? Uh, durian. It reminds me of durian, oh, stink fruit. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh stink fruit. boy. Okay. Yeah. Oh, we gotta we gotta hose the
2: uh, evilometer down. You know, Still, when I wash
1: it, you gotta dry it. Yeah. yeah. And I forget to dry. Oh, right. it Yeah, sometimes. you forgot to dry it. That's
0: what it is. Kind of got. Mm-hmm.
1: All right. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's let's enter in our our scores for this week's evil man into the evilometer here. Um, what do you guys think, uh, Chris? Why don't you go first, Doctor Phil?
0: I'm gonna give Doctor Phil a five. Yeah, that's a reasonable one. He's not killing anybody. No, but he's definitely uh, inventing dark clouds into people's minds. Mm. He's manipulating people, and he seems like an egomaniac.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. Why don't I go second? Uh, I uh, I give him a three point nine.
0: I actually felt five was kind of high. Yeah, Uh,
1: like you say. He's not killing anybody. He's not, like, (laughs) robbing banks. But he's just a gross, unethical, rich I might have
0: given him a five out of my own uh, fault, and and that is envy. I'm envious of his riches, so I gave him an extra bump.
1: Imagine living... Oh, wait. Well, you give your score, Mike, and then there was one other thing I wanted to mention, but what's your score, Mike? Sure, sure. Thanks, James. I'll give Dr. Phil McGraw, let's see here... Yeah, this is a rough,
2: rough, tough one because it's more of a vibe you get that like you don't like the guy, and mm. you know I, it is awful that if he's uh, if he's feeding vulnerable people alcohol and heroin before they go on to show. Yeah, that's <laughs> not good. Yeah. Um, being domineering with his first wife and forcing her to become a. Bodybuilder wasn't very polite.
1: <laughs> <laughs> his tale is old as time. Yeah, and Her husband uh, makes his wife become a bodybuilder. <laughs>
2: <His sort> of... <laughs> I'm gonna give him yeah four.
0: Yeah, that sounds about right. Damn, I'm usually not a high guy, and I just uh, whatever. No, it's okay, man. It's 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 this
2: five. is the beauty I'll make it a five. I'm okay. He also, no, he, no. He creates a toxic workplace, and uh,
1: they they're, uh, they have
2: yeah. f- racist uh, booking policies. The beauty of the oh,
1: Okay, now actually, before we go, I meant to mention—I've totally forgot. Mike, remember that story that was that showed a look inside Doctor Phil's house?
2: <laughs> yeah. Yes.
1: Could you remember some of the some of the things in his house? It was like a year or two ago that there was a news story.
2: that's like Doctor Phil's Beverly Hills home up for sale, and the interior will like is is wild, and there were pictures of uh this wall like a room that had a wall of guns (laughs) in Beverly Hills. And people were like, what the hell? Why does Dr. Phil have this insane wall of guns in his house? (laughs) And I was just reading about it recently and he came out saying like, Hold on, this is just like a house I've never spent a single night in this house. This is just like part of his real estate portfolio or something. I don't know. He's a zillionaire. And it was up for sale and he just like happened to own this house and He said the Wall of Guns was an anti-gun art installation made uh, from like melted and melded together rifles.
1: You're kidding. Mm -hmm. But yeah. Why would he even say it's anti-gun? Like, I doubt his fans are overwhelmingly Democrat.
3: (laughs) Yeah.
2: And
1: if the government ever comes marching down my driveway, I'm going to show them this art piece.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Take a look.
2: And yeah, the house just overall, the decor was like super... Tacky and uh, it's really like gaudy.
0: Oh, god, imagine like hanging out in a room full of guns all <laughs> over the walls, it'd be kind of wouldn't be relaxing.
1: No, no, but yeah. if it's an art piece that's yeah. actually anti gun, mm-hmm. you know,
2: no, my f- very <laughs> relaxing. You've got it all <laughs> wrong. All these guns on the wall pointing at you, they're anti that. Yeah, <laughs> this
1: copy I own of Atlas Shrugged is an art piece <laughs> That's against Atlas. Shrugged. Yeah, I think it's like an American flag
2: with the guns as well.
0: And so it's yeah, it's a my secret bunker that I'm not gonna show you is an art piece. <laughs> <laughs> <You know>. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When I voted for the
1: Tea Party candidate in my state, I did it as a piece of art. <laughs>
0: The poison I just slipped into your glass of champagne is an art piece. Welcome, Mr. Bond. (laughs) Mr. Bond, would you like a glass of champagne?
1: Like he's a Bond film. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I
1: heard you like your martini. (laughs)
0: Yeah, shaking. I heard you like your martini. It's shaking. (laughs) Not stirred. Mm. Now, if you come over here to the pool, you see that I have. A couple of sharks swimming around. They're hungry. (laughs) They're an art piece. (laughs) When I told you I wanted you you to have your boobs bigger, I meant it in an art way. (laughs) Everything everything he he escapes from being an asshole by saying everything is art to him. (laughs) I gave you heroin as an art piece. (laughs) Uh, Well, does that about do it? That's wild.
2: I I think I've learned everything I need to know about Doctor Phil today, and I, I don't want to hear a, another word
1: about him.
0: Yeah, how do I unlearn it?
1: <laughs> well, you just delete the podcast off your phone, <laughs> off my brain.
0: That was another fun episode, guys. Of oh, you e- mean, <laughs> this podcast has been brought to you by the
1: Sonar Network.
3: <laughs> Sonar.